Okay, good morning, everybody. It is good to be back in person. <laughs> Go fast for someone else. Um, just to let you know, Hashem, next week we're going to be on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we're going to have a special Shavuos night uh, share. 45 minutes, uh, 11.45 p.m. till 12.30 a.m. Um, not all night. I can go all night, but uh, as I'm sure all well, you guys can, but you don't want to hear from me all night. But uh, Baruch Hashem, I have two boys that will be home. I have to learn with them. Um, so, Mirza Hashem, 11.45. We're, uh, you'll have to look in the uh, upcoming um, schedule that uh, Jeffy Goldgrab will be distributing. Uh, he'll, the location will be there. Okay, so we actually stopped in the middle of the Gemara. Just we ran out of time. But we were talking about um, setting up Balak in Kriyashma. One last point, which we didn't mention, is the Tosfos on the back of Yud Beis, Ahmed Beis, which discusses that the Gimel Parshios of Kriyashma in the end really has all the Aseris Hadibros in it. And if Anochi Hashem Nokechaz is in it, and Kibur Avaim is Man Yirbu, you may have a mentions Avasechem. So all the Aseris Hadibros are actually contained within Kriyashma. It's brought down the Yerushalmi, and Yehuda Chasid actually enumerates all ten. Um, but uh, feel free to look inside. The Yerushalmi actually delineates all ten. Some of them you have to be a little creative and imaginative, uh, but nonetheless, all ten are are in there. So we are picking up from. Um, we are on um, midway through the middle section of Yud Beis Amud Beis. First word on the line is Rabbeinu, literally right in the middle, and the third word is Parsha Sitzis. So now the Gemara is discussing Parsha Sitzis. Mipnei Ma Kavua. Why did they go ahead and establish Parsha Sitzis, the third Parsha part of Kriyat Shema? Rabbi Yehuda Rachinina. Mipnei In it, within the Parsha of Sitzis, the third Parsha of Kriyat Shema, contains five different elements. Mitzvah Sitzis obviously contains the Mitzvah Sitzis. Yitzias Mitzvah. It mentions the Exodus. All Mitzvos. The concept of accepting upon ourselves the Mitzvos. Das Minim. The thought process or the opinions of heretics, Hirur Avera, the thought of doing Averos, and the Hirur Avodazara, and the thought of doing Avodazara. For all our mathematicians, that really is six. Why does the Gemara go ahead and say there are five, then list six? Tzitzis, Tzitzis Mitzrayim, Mitzvos is three, Das Aminim, the opinion of heretics, four. Here are the thoughts of Avera is five, and here of Odazara is six. So why does it say six? So there are some answers that suggest that obviously it contains the tzitzis. In addition to tzitzis, it contains five other ones, or some say that the here of Odazara and here or Aminim are the one and the same, that the thoughts of heretics, because they go ahead and they worship Odazara, is really one and the same in any event. What's interesting, by the way, is, um, well, the Gemara is going to explain. The Gemara says, Bishla Mahani The first three are obvious, what, that the Parsha contains tzitzis, is obvious. So the first one says, The fact that we have the obligation to accept upon ourselves all the tzitzis is obvious because it actually, all the mitzvahs, because it says, Good, that's number one. Tzitzis, how do we know that it mentions tzitzis? That's also obvious. It says, Make yourself tzitzis. Yitzias Mitzrayim, number three. That I took you out of Mitzrayim. So obviously those three are very self-evident and don't need any further explanation. But the Gemara continues, The thought of heretics, the thought of doing Averos, and here of Odazar Menolan. Where do we see these three concepts? So the Gemara says, Desanya. The first one says, Don't stray after your heart. Zuminus. This is heresy and apikorsos. And similarly, it says in Tehillim, Omar Novel, the degraded one, believer, he says in his, in his uh, heart, Ain elo, ain Elohim. There is no, no, no ain Elohim, and there are no gods. Interesting, by the way, why would we say that Achare Levavchem is, is going after your Minos? 
if you think about it, Minos is heresy. If one was to go ahead and was going to do Avodah Zarah, usually what's interesting is every Avera that we do is spurred on by what we think. Right? When we do an Avera in our heart, we're inherently doing something wrong. So why does it necessarily... Because if you think about it, the truth is, every time we do an Avera, we're first led with our eyes. We, we do something with our eyes, we covet something. We see something that we shouldn't have. We see something that we shouldn't be involved with. Our eyes draw us, and then our heart follows. This passage says, First it puts your heart, and then your eyes. The only thing that starts in your heart first is heresy. Heresy, I just don't believe in God. Everything else is afterwards. The normal Avera starts with your eyes. Right? You see something that you shouldn't eat that's not kosher, but it looks so good. You see something that's very enticing, but it's not something that Jews engage in. Your eyes see it first, then your heart follows. The only thing that heart, this pasuk says, don't go after your heart and then your eyes. It's the reversed order. And that's why it says that this pasuk is referring to heresy, because what starts in your heart, before you even look or anything, if you don't have the right machshavas, if you don't believe in Hashem, that's the springboard for, 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 um, for Averas. Oh, good. So that's the next thing. Good. So Achrei Nechem zu Hero Avera. This is in general. Achrei Nechem is Hero Avera. Shneim Aviyom Hashem Shnal Oviv Osa Kachli Kihi Yashra Beinai. We see that going after your eyes is um, what leads to Avera. So it's interesting. This is in Shoftim in Parak Yudalid where Shimshon went to Timna, and when he was in Timna, we have a Shoftim here. Where's the Tanach? Where's the Tanach here? It's interesting. Um, in Parak, there's got to be Shoftim somewhere. Give me one Tanakh, Tanakh, Tanakh. All right, someone tell Rishab that. I need a few more Tanakhs in here. So in, it says here that in um, that Shimshon went down to Timnah, and he saw a a, um, a plishti woman, and he told his parents. Where you want it? We're in Tanakh. So Dalid, you uh, Dalid, Pasuk Dalid. You'll re- you'll read that Pasuk in a second. Oh, you have one. Perfect, thank you. So it says that Shimshon went, to, um, went down to Timnah, and he saw a woman there. He told his parents, I want that woman. And the, the, his parents, Shimshon, Shimshon Agibor, tells his parents, his parents tell him, there's really no women in, within B'nai Israel that you, could, that you want, that you have to go after this, uh, this woman from the uncircumcised uh, nation. And so he responds to them, this is the one I want. Now it's interesting, obviously this was bad, he went after his eyes, and his eyes went ahead and he uh, and coveted. And that's why we learned from this Pasuk that you shouldn't go after your eyes. What's interesting, though, is that's in Pasuk. I'm going to read it to you. It says, <laughs> One second. That they continue to do bad things in the eyes of Hashem. And all of a sudden, Shimshon goes down to Timnah. And he sees this woman from Benos Plishtim. He tells his parents, I saw this woman in Timnasa, Benos Plishtim. He tells his parents, go take this woman for me as a wife. Obviously, it was not based on personality, on shared values, on shared chinuch, and how to raise their children. He saw her beauty and was led astray. The, the fact that this is bringing this source as a source, uh, this pasuk as a source, not to go after your eyes is very troubling. Because two psukim later, listen to what it says, the pasuk Dalid, and his parents didn't know, this shidduch was really from Hashem, the plishtim were bothering B'nai Israel, and Hashem wanted a pretense for the plishtim to get angry at Shimshon and for Shimshon to destroy the plishtim. 
So how are we bringing this as a source that, you sh- that Shimshon did in Avera by seeking out this woman because of her beauty if the Shidduch was really... The Pasuk says straight out, the parents did not know ki Hashem, <clears throat> that this... That they did not know that this was actually orchestrated from the man upstairs. So how can we bring this as a, as a source of an Avera? So it's interesting. Rav Aaron Cutler says that when you do, sometimes you have to perform an act that's uh, l'shem mitzvah, even though it's not necessarily a proper act. Our intentions are everything. When you have the right intention, when you do, even if you're doing something l'shem shemayim, and it may not be within the normal construct or blueprint that's uh, within line of lines of the uh, of the Torah, you still have to have the proper intentions. We discussed this before. The Gemara in Nazar Daf Chav Gimel. We saw. Remember, we said that Yael, when she had to sleep with Sisra in order to get him sleepy. <clears throat> And eventually she put the stake through his head, she gave him milk and made him sleepy. The Gemara actually records in Nazir, and we saw this earlier, we brought this Gemara, it says, Greater, greater is the Eishas Chever Akeni, referring to Ya'el, who slept with the general of the Plishtim, Sisra, multiple times. Greater is that act than all Minashim Ba'ol Tevarach. She should be blessed more than the Nashim Tzedkaniyos who were in the O.L. And the Gemara says, My Nashim Shab'ol, who are these women? Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, The act that Ya'el did, even though obviously it was an act of promiscuity, it was the Shem Shemaim so they could win the war, greater is her Kavod, greater is her Shabbat, than our Arba Imahos. So Rav Cutler says, so we see here that even though Shimshon ultimately was following the will of God, what led him to that conclusion was the wrong one. It was based on pure beauty, and that's something that we should go ahead and keep in mind. Even when, God forbid, we're placed in a situation to do something wrong, it should be the Shem Shemaim. But also, he didn't know that was God's He point. didn't know that, right. And we see that right in the beginning. If it says, Oh, he went down. Very good. Good, good, good pickup. Yes, he didn't know that. Correct. He didn't know that. <clears throat> okay, both good points. Now, the last thing, Atem Zonim. Zahir of Odazar, when it says Atem Zonim Achareim in the tzit, in Parsha Tzitzis, you're going after Hero of Odazar because the pasuk says in Shoftim Vayiznu the same lashon Zonim Vayiznu Achare Balam. They turned and they were led astray after the Balam. Okay, last Mishnah. We're going to get to the uh, finish the parak today. Hopefully, Maskirin Tzias Mitzrayim Beleilos. This should all sound familiar. We're only uh, six weeks away from Pesach. We say this in Haggadah. This should all sound very familiar. Maskirin Tzias Mitzrayim Beleilos. So we go ahead and we mention the third parsha of. Tzitzis by night, because we mentioned the concept of Yitzias Mitzrayim, that we have to remember and articulate Yitzias Mitzrayim, the exodus of Egypt, even at night. I am like 70. What's like 70? The famous, we know, Rabbi Gamliel was discharged of his obligation as the Nasi. Rabbi Gamliel was removed, and they needed to find someone to take his place as Nasi. Rabbi Elizabeth Nazari was only 18 years old, and he, he was nominated to be the, uh, the, the heir of that position. I'm 18 years old. It's not, it's not Kavadik. So overnight, 18 rows of, in his beard became white. So when he woke up the next morning, he looked much elderly. The Rambam actually goes to, on to say again, the Rambam is very, very practical. He says that he worked so hard tirelessly, Elizabeth Nazaria, to get to that point that he was such a Tamachacham that he never slept. He had the body of a 70-year-old because he wore his body out so much. In any event, he says, I'm like 70 years old. That's the ki, kiven because he was really 18, but I'm like 70. I never had this chos. I never had the privilege to say Kriya Shema at night, meaning Parshat Sitzis at night. Why? Until I heard this limut from the following. It says, the Pasuk says, It says, 
And in order that you should remember, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Kol Yimei Chayecha. Every single day, the word Kol is extra, yes? No, now I understand why I woke up one day and I saw the whole hair is white. Right? I thought it's because you're learning day and night. Okay. Just like that. Kol Yimei Chayecha. Gray, not white. Whatever, whatever's left of it. Me and you, whatever's left of it. Okay. Kol Yimei Chayecha. Why does it add the extra word? Kol. So, Yimei Chayecha is the Yomim. Kol Yimei Chayecha is the Lelos. That is... The drush of Benzoma, who says the word Yimei Chayecha means, as the name suggests, Yimei during the day. The extra word Kol comes to include night. So therefore, until I heard this, I never knew to say Kriyashma night. Now that I learned this drush of Benzoma, who says the word Kol, the extraneous word Kol, comes to teach us that even at night you mention, mention it's Yes Mitzrayim, now I'm Zoch to say Kriyashma night. However, the Chachamim argue with this. The Chachamim say, no, Yimei Chayecha is Olam Hazeh. Kol, the word kol, is not come to be marba at night, come to include night. Rather, it's lahavi the most Mashiach, that even in the times of the base of uh, Mashiach, Mitz Hashem, we will still remember it. And therefore, according to them, you do not say it at night. According to Chachamim, the word kol doesn't teach us at night. Yimei Chayecha teaches Olam Hazeh. And in Mitz Hashem, when we get to the Yimosa um, Mashiach, kol comes to include Yimosa Mashiach. So the, the nafka is, do we say it at night? So we, ta- we pass like yeah, Ben Zoma. Oh, okay, so we, so we pass like Benzoma, we say it at night. We'll have to understand what exactly the Chachamim, what the Machlokas is. Let's, fit, let's go on. So the Gemara says, Benzoma says to the Chachamim, now they're explaining this, this Machlokas, are we really going to thank Hashem, the times of Mashiach, when we're going to have an ultimate Gula? Are we really going to reference back Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim thousands of years earlier? Valokvar Nemar doesn't it say in Yermia Parachov Gimel? Listen to the words. So says Hashem, days will come. The day will come. No longer will B'nai Yisrael say, Long live the Hashem, Asher Helos, B'nai Yisrael Mitzrayim, the God who took us out of Mitzrayim, but rather, long live Hashem who? We're going to thank him for the actual present Gula. In most HaMashiach, says Ben Zoma, we're not going to thank Hashem for the, for the uh, Yitziah, that, for the Gula that happened thousands of years earlier. In fact, the Pasuk says that we're not going to reference that anymore. We are now going to reference the Gula that happened right now. So since Yermio says exactly that, that there's going to time that's going to come, when we have the ultimate gula, when we want to thank Hashem, we want to thank Hashem for the gula we just experienced that brought us to Yimosa Mashiach. That says the Navi says that. We're not going to reference that anymore. So how could you, the Chachamim, argue with that? How could you, the Chachamim, say that even Yimosa Mashiach, we're going to thank Hashem for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? The Pasuk is clear. The Pasuk says in Yermia that there will come a time when Yimosa Mashiach, when Hashem does the ultimate gula, that we're going to thank Him for the present day gula. We're not going to reference back to that. So, it's a Bam Kasha. So what are the Chachamim answer? Well, no, once we have Mashiach, it's the Gula. No, I'm saying, isn't Yitzhiyat Mishraim the beginning of the, of the Gula? It's called the Gula, so not, I mean, we're, we're in it for, for 3,000 years. Uh, but, you wait is irrelevant, but it is the start, no? Some say that Hakamas the, the, uh, Medina, Rav Menachem Kasher, you know, we have four Kosos, Arba Lashos Gula, right? Choteti, Itzalti, Lakachti, Hoveti, Itzalti, and Lakachti, and Rav Menachem Kasher wanted to institute a fifth cup, Veveti. He was he was turned reason down. To drink. <clears throat> reason to drink, <laughs> but Hakamas Medina he actually wanted to say there's a fifth lush in the Hey Vasi, and I brought you. No, it wasn't accepted. But when Hakamas Medina of Menachem Kasher wanted to institute a fifth coast at the seder, so maybe that's Aschalta the Gula. I mean, the Rebbe has a, 
I heard that. He didn't like that. Yeah. Like those two words. Shem, it should be. Fine. Otherwise, it should, Shem, it should be. Okay, so now. So the word of the Chachamim answer. The Gemara says, no, Omer Lo, the Chachamim answer to this bomb kasha from, from Yermia that Ben Zomer brought. Some people said he had a problem. He no, didn't have he, a problem. I, I have a video. Lo, lo, lo we'll talk about it afterwards. Lo it's yes, Mitzrayim, Koma. The Chachamim say it doesn't mean that it's going to be completely abolished and uprooted. It doesn't mean that we're not going to actually mention it. Elo the past gul, the future gula shibur malchios ha'ikar v'tzias mitzrayim tafelo. It doesn't mean that we're going to completely abolish and obliterate the tzias mitzrayim zechira. Just means there's an ikar and tafel. There's a primary and a secondary. The primary shavach, the primary thank you to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, will actually be the present day gula, the one that we'll experience in Mitzrayim Hashem Bikarov, the most of Mashiach. But the one that from tzias mitzrayim is not completely forgotten. It's just it takes a back seat. So that's his answer. Kayoti by the say, I'll give you other examples. After Yaakov fights with the Sashal Esav and he wins, Kisarisa Imelkim Vatuchal. He's given the new name of Israel. But we still see that he's referenced as Yaakov. It doesn't mean that he's never going to be called Yaakov again. You have an Iker and you have a Tafel. The new name is uh, Yisrael. Lo Yaakov, 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 Mkomo. Not that we go ahead and completely uproot it. Ela Yisrael, Iker, Yaakov, Tafelo. Right, the Gula from the eventual exile will overshadow, but not necessarily abolish the Zechira of Yitzhiyas and Sarai. The Gemara continues and says, V'cheinu Omer, similarly in Yishai, it says, Al-Tizker Rishonus V'kadmonios Al-Tizbono. Do not recall former occurrences. Don't contemplate earlier events. Al-Tizker Rishonus, don't recall the former occurrences, the former, Zeh Shibur Malchios. This is referring to Ma'adai and Yovan, above all, don't remember those. V'kadmonios, and the ones that even preceded that Mitzrayim, Al-Tizbono Don't contemplate, that's referring to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It says don't contemplate, it means don't spend so much time being delving into it and really looking into it. But it doesn't say forget it. It's not the strongest proof, but it's basically saying don't think about it so much, but it doesn't mean you forget about it. You still think about it, but it's just not the primary. Don't focus, thank you. And it says, Hini osa chadasha titzmach, now I'm going to make a new uh, miracle. And uh, th- that which you have never seen before. And Rav Yosef says that's referring to Melchemes Gog Umagog, the eventual before the, uh, before the Moshe Mashiach. Okay, now, we're going to, I want to get to the Gemara, then we'll have to spend a couple minutes talking. What is this comparable to? A person was walking on the, on the path and on, on the street, and he was attacked by a wolf. And he was saved. And he went around telling everyone the greatness of Kodesh Baruch Hashem saved me from this wolf. Then he was attacked by a lion, Vinitzel. This guy has really bad luck. Right? Not only that, he was then a few days later or a month later, a year later, he was attacked by a lion and was saved. And he would go around telling everyone why I was saved um, because this is obviously a much greater occurrence than being saved by a, by a saved from a wolf. Later on, the same guy um, was being struck by lightning two or three times, right? He was attacked by a, by a python. Vinit Salimenu, and he was saved. He forgot the first two, and he spoke about the third one, the, being saved from the Nachaf. Nachash, the snake. So too, they'll forget about the, the first ones and remember the last one. This is actually a proof to the Chachamim, so it's actually hard to understand how they keep saying you'll forget about the first ones, because the Chachamim say you're not going to forget about the first ones. You have to just read it, then all the Mepharshim ask, if this is brought by the Chachamim, and they're saying you're going to forget about the wolf, you're going to forget about the Ari, the lion, you can remember the Nachash, would seem to suggest you're going to forget about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You just have to say that it's, it's not going to be in the forefront of your mind, you're not going to focus on it as, as much, it'll be secondary. Now, just to continue, the Gemara says, Avram, who Avram? 
Avram's name was changed to Avram. Initially, he was just uh, a regular, simple person who was a father to his own children. Ulubasov eventually became Nasa Av Kulo. He eventually became the father of Avamon Goyim to everybody, and therefore he added the hey. Sarai, he's Sarah. Sarai became Sarah. Initially, she was just a, a, a mother to the, a princess to her nation. But uh, she eventually became for the entire world. Gemara continues. We're going to discuss names in a second. Tony Bar Avram, Avram, anyone who refers to Avram Avinu, back to his earlier name, and references Avram over Be'aseh, you're violating Aseh. Shinema Vayashim Chaba Avram, your new name will be Avram. Rebbe Lezer Omer, over Belav, you actually over Alav. Why? Not just an Aseh, you're actually over Alav, you violate a negative prohibition. Shinema Vlekori Od Shimcha Avram, because you should no longer be called Avram. Elamiat, if that's the case, you also, you should also be that if you call Sarai, Sarah, 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 Hakinami should also be over if you refer to Sarah as her prior previous name as Sarai. Where it says no. There, Hasim Kutchabrichu, Amr Avram, Sarai Shechala Tikra, Sarah Shema. No, only there, Kadesh Baruch said, You no longer. He told specifically, Avram, you don't call Sarah Sarai anymore, but it wasn't to the whole rest of the world. So theoretically, not that we do, but you can call her Sarai and you're not violating anything. Mar says, What about Yaakov? We still refer to Yaakov as Yaakov, even though his name was changed to Israel. So we should also violate something. Mar says, Shiny Hasim, no, that's different. Tadar Ahadre Kra, because even the Pasuk itself, the Torah itself says, after he was called. Um, so Yaakov himself was called Yaakov even by the Chumash we're going to see that in a second so even, the, even by, by Yaakov even after his name was changed to Yisrael he was still referred to as Yaakov in the Chumash so we don't violate anything we say this every day in David, we refer to him as Avram Without the hey, aren't we violating something by not calling him Avraham? But in Shachlis, we call him Avram. No, we're thanking Hashem for picking this person while he was still Avram. Before he became something special, Kodesh Baruch Hu picked him out. They found the, the, the diamond in the rough, he found the gem. He picked out Avram and he made him Avram. We're doing him, yeah. But why are we referencing that? So, interesting. So, first of all, why is it that, by the way, not only does it refer to him as, as Yaakov, there's actually a Pasuk in the Torah that actually says, calls Yaakov, um, refers to Yaakov in the same Pasuk. It says, Vayagid um, Yaakov, it's told to Yaakov, Bincha Yosef Yaakov is at his deathbed. Vayagid Yaakov, was told to Yaakov, Bincha Yosef and Yisrael set up the same pasuk calls Yaakov, Yaakov, and Yosef. So how do we deal with this? Whereas everyone else, sorry, calls Yaakov Yisrael. Sorry. So Rabbeinu Bachai says something very interesting. First, he says it's possible that it wasn't a new name; it was just an addition. But then he gives a much as addition as an additional name, so you could reference both. But he says something amazing. The other answer he gives is much deeper. He says that Yaakov refers to the physical aspect, and Yisrael refers to the spiritual aspect. When it says Vayeshev Yaakov, Yaakov lived. But Yehud Yaakov, when he went down to Mitzrayim, it's Yaakov. After all, Yaakov earned the name Yaakov from a physical act. He grabbed onto the heel in the womb, so to speak, right? When Esau was coming. Yisrael kisarisa imelokim vatuchal. You fought God and you won. So the Iker is obviously, and that's spiritual. Whenever it's referring to him spiritually, it refers to him as Yisrael. So the, the lesson from here is that, sorry. No, I was saying more simplistically, it seems to me like 
Sarah and Abraham are name changes where Yaakov's is an additional name. Right, so that's what we said at first. That's exactly correct. That's the first answer. That's exa- and the evidence of the fact that the Torah goes back and forth, even right. the same Pasuk, no doubt. But on a deeper level, he's saying Yaakov refers to the physical aspect. And the, that's how he got the name. Rebbeinu Bechai. And when he fought with Yaakov, when he fought with the Sar, he earned that and he fought with the Sar of Esau, which is, you know, spiritual, and he didn't give in. And that's why the Iker is always the spiritual, the Tofa, but we can't abandon it. We need the body to live. We need the physical acts. He was injured physically on that. He was injured. Correct. But, he's, but, he, but, he, but he fought. The Sar Shleisav is an angel. It's not something physical. Um, <clears throat> so we have to realize that the Iker is still the spiritual and the Tofel is the, is, is the body. But obviously, we cannot abandon the body. In the last two minutes, I want to share something amazing. The, we discussed in the past, we discussed in the past, how is the mitzvah, Zechir HaSetzias Mitzrayim, the Rambam does not mention. The two possible psukim, the Mantisko HaSetzias Mitzrayim, the Mantisko HaSetzias Mitzrayim, and Zohar HaSetzias Mitzrayim, and Zohar Mitzrayim. There are two possible sources for the mitzvah of Zechir HaSetzias Mitzrayim that we have to mention it every single day. The Rambam lists it as one of his Sheish Zechiros. It's a mitzvah min Torah, we suspect. The Rambam does not mention it in his Minyan HaMitzvah. He does not count it. So there are two possible answers. The Rav, Rav Salvechik, brings the name of his grandfather, Rav Chaim. He says as follows. Number one, he says, this is amazing. In Shorish Gimel, the Rambam has certain conditions. In order to be counted in his Minyan HaMitzvah, you need to meet certain prerequisites. Prerequisite number one, it has to be a mitzvah that's going to last for eternity. For example, Pesach Mitzrayim, when they went ahead and they smeared the, the blood on the doorposts, anyone, no one's going to say it's not a mitzvah. Of course it's a mitzvah. Hashem commanded them to do that. But it's not counted in the 613 mitzvahs because it doesn't apply to us today. So the Rambam says in order for a mitzvah to be counted in his 613 mitzvahs, it has to be one that's going to be applicable le'olam vod forever. Based on this pasuk in Yirmiyah, we're not. The, the time's going to come where we're not going to go ahead and thank Hashem for Yitzias Mitzrayim. Says Yirmiyah, we're going to thank Hashem for the ultimate Ula. Therefore, he doesn't count it as a separate mitzvah. But it's not to suggest it's not a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, but it's not counted as six hundred thirty mitzvahs because of this pasuk that we just brought here. That's answer number one. Answer number two is that it's part and parcel of Kriyashma. The Rambam actually holds that all three parshios are the mitzvah minat Torah. The Ramban says just the first pasuk. Rashi says the first pasuk and first parsha. Toso says the first two parshios. The Rambam is the one who says that all three parshios are, are part of the mitzvah minat Torah of Kriyashma. And he sees that part and parcel of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is Kabbalah Malchus He actually puts the parsha of Zechiras Yitzrayim in Kriyashma. So it's not that it's a, not a mitzvah, it's just subsumed as part of Kriyashma. Those are the two answers given. The Rambam certainly holds that it's a mitzvah in the Torah. It's just not, doesn't get its own count because of one of those two possibilities. So I asked, I called her Beisaks last night, this was bothering me. Why then does the mitzvah of Sipor get its own mitzvah? In Mitzvah Kuf Nun Zayin 157, the Rambam counts Sipor Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as a separate mitzvah, which suggests it's going to be Noeg Ladoros. It's going to, oh good, perfect. But it's going to be, one second, it's going to be lasting forever. Why does, according to the reason of Rav Chaim, why is Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim going to fall by the wayside? Wait, wait till I'm done. Wait, Zechiras Mitzrayim going to fall by the wayside? But Sipor, he gives it its own count. By the same logic, if Zechira doesn't get its own mitzvah, because it's not going to apply when the future, when, when we redeemed eventually, why does Sipor? And the Rambam clearly counts Sipor, Tzies Mitzrayim, as a separate mitzvah. So he gave a fascinating answer. And he said as follows. The Rambam says, when he defines the mitzvah of Sipor, Tzies Mitzrayim, says, we have to give Shevach and thanks to Hashem. 
If we understand that the mitzvah of Zechira is one of Kabbalah or Malchus Shemaim, Anochi Hashem Kachash Yosicha Mertzitzrayim, linked Kabbalah. If you have to go, I'll, I'll tell you the answer, Jeff. Don't worry. So the mitzvah of Kabbalah or Malchus Shemaim is tied to Yitzias Mitzrayim. Then we're going If we want to show the the magnificence, the glory of Hashem, after our ultimate geula, we're going to thank Hashem for the ultimate geula. Not not thank. We're going to recognize Him if it's tied to. Kabbalah so Malchus recognizing that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim is part and parcel of accepting the yoke of Shemayim than when we're, when we're redeemed at a later time. What greater episode or event in life to show that He is one, that He's the Bariman, He controls the world, the one that we just experienced. When it comes to Sipor, if the whole mitzvah is one of giving Shevach, giving thanks, if someone did a chesed to me and they did a second chesed to me, you don't completely, it's not replacing the first chesed, it's an addition too. We're going to thank Hashem not just for the first, but for the second. When it comes to chesed giving shevach and thanks and praising, you don't forget the first one. The second chesed doesn't necessarily replace the first, it's an addition too. You thank Hashem for the first and for the second. So Sipur is tied more to giving shevach, to giving halal, to giving hodah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the one doesn't replace the second. But if I had to show you who's the laser, who's the one who controls the world, I'm not going to, and I have to prove it to you, I'm not going to prove it. something happened 3,000 years ago. If we saw the gula yesterday, what's going to be a bigger proof? What's fresher in our minds? What is a better selling point to you? Something that happened yesterday that you and I can both relate to. So as far as Zechira, if that's tied to Kabbalah, so Malchus Shemaim, we're going to thank Hashem for the more future one. That's why that's not knowing the Doros. That's why the Rambam doesn't count it. But Sipor is not tied to Kabbalah Samachah The Rambam says clearly, it's Lahodos Lahalel, to give thanks to Hashem. And for that, even the first chesed you're going to give thanks to. One chesed doesn't necessarily nullify the second chesed. Have an amazing day. Mazel Tov, I'm finishing the first parak. We'll start with the next parak next week. And Hashem, have a wonderful day. Nice to see you.